This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. We love sharing these stories with you through the Hiking Through Life podcast, and we're so grateful that you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to support the Hiking Through Life podcast further, we have these amazing new t-shirts and water bottles. The t-shirts come in four colors, and the water bottles are perfect for trails, adventuring, or daily use. Consider checking them out at hikingthroughlife.net slash shop. Use the code podcast and receive 10% off your first order. Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Sarah. In today's journey, we discuss um, mental health and how the outdoors can benefit those with mental health issues. We have a great guest on today who is talking about a hike that she's doing in an organization that explores alternatives to pharmaceuticals um, to treat mental health. And they're also studying um, how you can use alternative therapies to um, combat some of the, the mental health issues that are out there today. Yeah, and a lot of the things that we do here at Hiking Through Life is that we use the outdoors as a tool to keep calm in the crazy world, and it's clear that our friend Allison does that too. And before we um, let Allison talk on our episode here, we want to give you the background to how we met Allison, because it's kind of an awesome story. Allison is a thru-hiker. She's thru-hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, but we actually met her when she was through hiking the Superior Hiking Trail in Minnesota, which is our home base. Yeah, we ended up meeting her and Alexis, a friend she was with at the time, um, up in Grand Marais. We were actually heading back from a Boundary Waters trip. So we were exiting the Boundary Waters, heading towards Voyager Brewing in Grand Marais, yep, Minnesota. Yep, right on Highway... Highway 61. Yep, on Highway 61 there, and I saw two backpackers just hiking down Highway 61, and I said to Andy, I want to know their story, because anytime I see a thru-hiker, it just kind of sparks interest in me, because I know everyone has a story to share, there's always a reason someone's out there on the trail, and it's just kind of fun to dig deeper and get to know them. And why did you think that they were through hikers? Well, because they had their giant backpacks on. They looked like they were sweating and just dripping. Um, and, you know, they just... Alexis had a big, long beard on him. You could tell that they had been hiking for a while. Yeah. So we got to the brewery, sat down. Um, we actually went up to the rooftop and had a beer. Um... And all of a sudden, we saw one of them, Alexis, walking towards the brewery. And sure enough, he walks into the brewery and Sarah's like, oh, I got to go down there and I got to talk to him right now. Yep, I got so excited. So, you know, we saw him ordering a beer and then a little later, Allison came in. Um, so they were ordering beers and I had Andy and I switch tables at the brewery so we would be sitting downstairs um, actually th we, they sat down first yeah. and then I walked up to them and said, are you guys through hikers? They said, we sure are. I said, I want to hear your story. Can we sit and have a beer with you? And it went on from there. Yeah. We actually sat with them for over three hours just talking and, um, 
it was interesting to hear their whole story because I mean we heard about their Appalachian Trail experiences, the Pacific Crest Trail. About and... how they were living in a van and their van was parked at Jake Cook State Park, which was the end of the Superior Hiking Trail. So they were in the middle of their Superior Hiking Hiking Trail through hike. Yeah, it was more it was actually more towards the beginning too because Jake Cook is down south of Duluth and that's the southernmost part of the trail. They had started up on the north end of the trail. And Grand Marais is, I don't know, maybe like a quarter of the trail in from the north end. So, um, yeah, they said they were also taking their time this trip um, just to enjoy it. And kind of doing like 5 to 10 mile days, which for them is um, not, not anything. I mean, because they were used to doing 20 mile days on Appalachian Trail. But they also said that they were doing all the little spur trails off the Superior Hiking Trail, too. So um, after we talked to them for a while, Sarah... I, uh, kind of, I gave them some of some trail magic. You know, a lot of through hikers call people like us trail magic. Trail angels. Trail angels, trail angels. I invited them to come to our house. When they were all done hiking through hiking the Superior Trail, I said, come to our house. We live in the cities. Because they had mentioned they want to go check out Minneapolis-St. Paul area because they're not originally from Minnesota. So I said, we have a house in a northern suburb. Come stay with us. You can have a shower. We'll cook you dinner. You can stay a couple nights. And so they did. They came, and they actually ended up staying at our house for about five nights and it was just a really great bonding experience we had with them. We shared laughs. We shared conversations over beer. We had dinner together. They cooked for us. We cooked for them. We had a couple fires in the backyard. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a good time. And before we give away too much, we're going to let Allison talk about her hike for mental health. And unfortunately, we weren't able to have a live interview with her, the we did this while we were road tripping and we couldn't get proper phone reception. So she recorded information about the hike and we just put that over onto our podcast for all the listeners. Yeah, so instead of doing that live interview piece, um, we'll just get right into her segment right now. Hi, my name is Allison Erian, and I am doing a hike for mental health. I'm on the Lakes to Oceans Trail that goes from Chicago all the way down to Awanda through the states of Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Hike for Mental Health is a recognized 501c nonprofit founded on the vision of a world in which everyone, including those who suffer mental illness, can find the simple joy of living. The mission is to alleviate the suffering of those affected by mental illness, eliminate the stigma, and foster responsible use of wilderness trails. It's a volunteer organization, so 100% of the contributions raised by our hikers go into the charity. I got involved with Hike for Mental Health uh, when I really integrated into the hiking community, I saw the Hike for Mental Health symbol and started Q&Aing some of them about the charity itself because so many charities have administration fees and overhead and 
a lot of the funding goes to things that I don't really respect. But this particular uh, mental health organization donates to brain and behavior research that's non-pharmaceutical. And I think that's a really big deal um, because I was put on Ritalin when I was about four years old. And I think it's had a traumatic impact on my life, on my focus, on uh, my ability to integrate with other people. It's also hard to stay on a normal medication regimen. And the side effects uh, to my dopamine levels and my awareness when I was off the medication were drastic. And over time, it breaks down the enamel in your teeth and all kinds of other harmful side effects. And I don't even know what else it did to my brain. Uh, as a child in my early developmental years, it could have caused all kinds of uh neurotransmitter reception issues. When I was in college, I studied neuroscience and my professor was doing her thesis on amphetamines. So I got to learn a lot about the amphetamine crisis and how a lot of it started with drugs like Ritalin. Uh, hiking and physical activity itself were the first things that I learned to do to help control my dopamine levels and my endorphins so that I could be able to function more normally on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, hiking and having all of the, the sensory input from nature and uh, the grounding from being barefoot and walking through the woods or being in a water source has really added focus and clarity to my life. And anymore, there's such a stigma about mental health in our society. Um, people are, ev are either not acknowledging an issue at all and just kind of saying that this is, this is how this person is. And, and while that's somewhat understanding, it's not helping the individual to feel more comfortable with behavioral disorders because it's the way society views your behavior as being abnormal. Um, a lot of people are seen as outcasts because they, they don't fit into these little boxes or they're put into a box by people who are unaware of the actual illness that they may suffer from. You know, if somebody has slight mood swings, then they're going to be considered bipolar, and that really does an injustice to people that actually have a true bipolar disorder and go through mania and depression and uh, <clears throat> the difficult stages of depression or anxiety, um, when it's mocked or seen as a common phenomenon, then it's not taken as seriously. Or we're treating it with pharmaceuticals and taking it to the extreme point of saying that this person can't function without this medication, which is very debilitating, especially to young people who are getting out on their own, on their own insurances, being looked at like they're addicts because they need this drug, but that's what society is telling them that they can have, and that's what these doctors are prescribing because doctors don't have any concrete evidence to back up these alternative therapies. They want to chalk it up to hippy-dippy science, and really it's not, and this Brain and Behavior Research Foundation really gets behind alternative therapies and their effective use. 
they give out over 4,200 grants a year to study these behavioral disorders so that we can start treating them with more effective and less harmful ramifications. I think that I think that if people could start getting more in tune with their diets and walking out in the wilderness and having a support network to really encourage these type of therapies, then it would do wonders for society itself. If it really is true that so many people are suffering from mental illness, which the testimony that I've witnessed on this trail just mentioning mental illness and pharmaceuticals to hundreds of people that I've run into out from big cities like Lexington and Louisville and Spartanburg and Columbia, all the way to tiny little bodunk towns like Paris, Kentucky or, or Flemingsburg. I've met people that have told me how pharmaceuticals have negatively affected their lives and their ability to deal with their mental illness and how they wish that there was an alternative. And this, I believe, is the alternative. The more money we can raise towards these type of funds, the more that our general practitioners have the ability to prescribe it and to actually work with people on their lifestyle and changing things before we resort to pharmaceuticals. It just should be a more extreme case in my opinion. If you're trying to deal with your own mental health issue, take a little while to process the difference between what's going on with you and what people are telling you what's going on with you. If you can... Just get outside, sit by yourself quietly for a little while and get to know you and become a little bit more aware of yourself. Then when you get into a social setting, you'll be more aware of the stimuli that are affecting your mental illness. And atmosphere is everything. Um, It can encourage or discourage our neurotransmitters and the way that our bodies and minds function. And the more and more research we do into this, the more we're seeing that it's not just about what we intake, it's about what we, what we output. It's about where we put ourselves. So I hope that more people can start getting out and literally hiking for their mental health like I do. And the more money we can raise to make sure people have a better understanding of themselves, the better. If you want to get in touch with me, you can go to hikeformentalhealth.org slash E-B-R-A-K-E. That's E-Break. That's my trail name. And uh, I'm taking this hike for mental health to reduce the stigma of mental illness and preserve wilderness trails. And I really hope that more people can get on board with this. Um, All I can do to encourage the rest of the world to heal themselves and say, manifest destiny. If you want it to happen, make it happen. And if you believe in helping others, then do what you can to reduce this stigma and be understanding and open yourself up to alternative ideas and concepts when it comes to mental illness because it's a broad spectrum. Uh, Thanks for having me today. So long.
If you've ever taken a hike when you felt a little stressed or a little anxious, you probably know the feeling you get when you're walking down the trail and that stress and anxiety slowly starts to slip away. We know what that feels like, and our dog knows what that feels like too. And in addition, I'm a preschool teacher, and I see what getting outside does to preschool students. My students come to school in the morning or afternoon, and sometimes the only time that they had been outside before school was to go in and out of the car in from their house to school. So I make it a priority to get my students outside and run around and breathe in the fresh air and get some exercise. And then when we go back into school, they're better ready to carry on their day. They've gotten some wiggles out. Their stress levels are down a little bit. The fresh air has done some good for their mental well-being. And there's a book called Last Child in the Woods by Richard Love that talks a lot about this in deep scientific research, and I highly recommend checking it out. There's a lot of evidence about how obesity, depression, anxiety, and mental health is on the rise in childhood development and how getting outside is so beneficial and can reduce all of those symptoms in children and in adults. But if we stop it in our children, then we don't need to worry about it later on in our adult years. So it's called Last Child in the Woods by Richard Love, and I highly recommend reading that for teachers, parents, and anyone who just wants to read about the benefits of the outdoors. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.